All right, so uh, last week we uh, took a little bit of a detour and uh, kind of followed the calendar a little bit. And I want to get back on track to where we uh, had left off the week before. We did three whole weeks of a series called Troubleshooting God. And that was meant for us to look at ourselves and to see what kind of things that we might be doing that's hindering our prayer life, hindering our prayers from being answered. And today I want to look at talking to God. So once we've muddled through all these different things and we have uh, are generally in the, the right state of mind and the right state of heart and uh, the right state of faith and all these other things that we've looked at, um, how do we communicate with God? We've uh, seen different examples and uh, Jesus has given us an example, and we're going to look at some of that today, and uh, among some other things. So, um, of course, I always like to start our services with a little bit of prayer to get us going, so we'll do that right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word today. Father, we ask you to take myself out of the way, open our hearts and minds to receive it, Father, and let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. All right, so why, why do we pray to God? Let's, let's start with that. Why, why, do we, why do we talk to him? You know, we want to have our requests be made known. We want to have our prayers answered. But it's also for our relationship. You know, we, uh, we have such a, a thing when it comes to God. We have it. It's so ritualistic. It's so procedural. And that's not what God wants. God wants a relationship, and it should be modeled after the relationship we have with others. Our prayers should sound like we are talking to a friend. Now, first of all, one thing that people often get mixed up is, is who exactly are we praying to? And we are praying to God the Father. We are going through Jesus because we are covered by his blood. It is through his sacrifice that allows us to go straight to the Father. Jesus says that if you see me, you've seen him, that the only way to go to the Father is through the Son. So we are praying to our Heavenly Father through Jesus. And uh, I want to look at Jesus' example on prayer. Now, before we get into it, I want you to realize that this is an example. And we're going to break down each step along the way because this is not a, a template. This is a template to, to start with. This is the basics of the basis of what we need to do, but it is not a ritual. And so many times we get so ritualistic, we get so complacent that we're reading off instructions instead of having a conversation. So let's start with Matthew chapter 6 and in verse 5. And this is heading is Jesus' teaching on prayer. And in verse 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that I say, see amen. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. 
And we've all seen examples of this, whether it be in a church service. Many times it comes straight from the pulpit. You'll have these big, elaborate, wordy prayers, and they use big, bold words. And what they're doing is, is just really just boasting. It's oftentimes can be intimidating because we hear these elaborate, long, flowing, just rehearsed prayers. And it makes it sound like when we talk to God, it just makes it sound like we're just something small and insignificant. But the purpose is when they pray like this is not to communicate with God. It's not to get anything accomplished, it's to look at me, because that is what they're trying to accomplish is, is to look how grand I am, look how well I pray, look at my level of communication with God. And Jesus tells us right here that that is the only reward they are going to receive. We talked a little bit during our troubleshooting things about when we when we pray, when we start begging, we start asking for things over and over again. And that's part of it. If we talk to each other the way we talk to God, people would think we're crazy. People wouldn't want to listen to us. People would get annoyed with us. Sometimes children, they will take and they'll ask things over and over and over and over and over again. We got it. We heard you the first time. God is no different. And the thing about God is, like when things slip my mind or they slip your mind, he doesn't forget. But when thou prayest, enter into a closet when thou hast, hast shut thy door. Pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father secrets and secrets shall be rewarded thee in openly. Remember that things are faith based faith based so we don't need to make a spectacle of it and it is us asking god for something and expecting to receive it you know that god doesn't force us into anything you know and if we are to pray out in the open and we ask for these things and we, we see that. But what God wants us to do is, is when we seek our reward, when our reward comes to us, we receive it. And people ask, well, how did you do that? That gives us the opportunity then to be able to talk, communicate, and say, hey, prayer did it. God did it. This is how I receive it. This is how you can receive it. Each and every one of our relationships with God is unique and individual. You can't model your prayer life after mine no more than I can model mine after yours. It's all individual. And God wants it to be individual. He wants us to seek him in our own individual ways. You know, many times people read a verse like this and they take it to heart. They even, uh, even made a, a movie about it, which was, it was a very good movie about people, they would take a closet and turn it into a prayer room. 
And it doesn't have to be a closet. The idea is just to get somewhere quiet. Somewhere you're going to be left alone, where it can just be you and God. You can not be interrupted. I can honestly tell you some of my best prayer sessions has been in the bathroom. It's nothing special. It's just quiet. It's private. It's alone. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a, a dedicated area. And uh, we, oftentimes, we think that our posture, how we present ourselves, makes a difference. We look at different religions and we think we need different things to be able to communicate with God. Special beads, special mat, do it in a special direction at a special time of day. We can come to God anywhere, any place, anytime, and nothing is required from us. I remember times when in dire need, you know, we get into that, that panic mode where, where God is the only thing we have left and, and, you know, trying all these things, you know, clearing out that closet, throwing in the chair, writing on the walls, everything we need to do. But it doesn't put us any closer to God. I remember being at these altars and thinking, well, if all my knees is good, all my face ought to be better and going down and getting just as low as I can. But it doesn't put us any closer to God. And this morning we had that song, Kneel at the Cross. You know, we've been programmed. You know, here's one of the words we've talked about. We hear these things, you know, kneel at the cross. We're stronger on our knees. But the thing is, we hear that thing, the knees, the kneel, and we think about the posture. And what God is telling us is, it's about the prayer. It's about the faith. It doesn't matter how we're doing it. Because let me tell you, my knees hurt. And if I'm on them for any length of time, I can't concentrate on talking to God. Because all I can think about is how bad my knees hurt. It's not the, the posture. It's not the position. It's our faith. It's our connection. It's going to him. Verse 7, when I pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Okay, now, does this sound familiar? Because we get in our, our mode of desperation. Oh, God, please, 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 God, God, please, you got to do this for me. I need this, I need this, this, this. Now, in case you didn't hear me the first time, I need this, 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 and this. And then the next time goes around, I don't know what your prayer life looks like. We do it morning and night. So nighttime falls around. So we still got it on our mind because it hasn't happened yet. So what do we do? We got to start praying about it again. God, I need this, 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 and this. And maybe you didn't hear me the first time because I've already asked for it, but I haven't seen nothing happen yet. So we got to go again. God, I need this, 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 and this. We think that God's not hearing us. We think that he's not listening. He's not moving. And in reality, we're the ones with the problem. We go back to troubleshooting because we don't have faith. And we are just repeating ourselves over and over again. And what we're doing is every time we do that, we are falling out of faith. We're asking again and we're having to start over. We are resetting our own clocks. Not God. Not God. It becomes ritualistic. 
it's often hard, and I'm going to say that, and I'm going to use it for an excuse because that's what I got to work with here. But when you come in every Sunday, you hear me pray, hear me pray, hear me pray. And I have to cover a lot of bases in a short amount of time to keep the service flowing. So it's hard for it not to sound the same. Same thing when we start our, our uh, message for the, for the week and I throw my prayer in. It sounds a lot the same. Sometimes it's hard to break it up because I'm talking to a group and I've got time restraints and there's, there's different things. And of course, I hear again, I'm just making excuse after excuse after excuse because that's what humans do. But many times we can become ritualistic. We teach our, our children these standardized bedtime prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. And we can become the same thing over and over again, which what we should be doing is, is teaching our children to talk to God like they would talk to us. Have them tell God what's on their hearts, what's they're in need of, what are their worries, what are they thankful for. We do the same thing when we, we were thankful for our food, and we just we tend to just fall into a rut. God doesn't need a chant. God doesn't need a ritual. God needs to hear from his family. He wants to hear from his son and daughters. He wants to know what's on their minds. Not a ritual. Eight, be not therefore unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. So many times we, we don't know how to talk to God. How do we ask him for this? God already knows. He knows what's on your heart. He knows what you're going to say. And uh, we have that little thing called the Holy Spirit that's in us that Helps with the translation sometimes. You know, uh, we can talk to God in, in different ways. We can, we can speak out loud, like I'm speaking now. We can speak inside our heads. We can speak with just thought. God knows how to hear each and every one of these messes. Now, there's been times that you have a hard time putting your thoughts together. If you're in great pain, in great distress, sometimes all we can do is call upon the name of Jesus. And you know what? In those times, that's enough. And I've heard people give their, their stories of when they've used situations like this, whenever they, they couldn't string together the words to talk to God, but they could call upon the name of Jesus. And God knows what we need. What we're doing is we are asking for his help. We are allowing him to intercede in our lives. We are giving him permission to bring down the kingdom of heaven. And in nine, 
After this manner, therefore, they pray, O Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our Father is holy. And we need to remember that, that he is the Holy One. He is our Father. He is the one. He's the one that has the power. He is the one that can do it. He is the one that we put our faith upon. This is unchanging. This is daily. This is fact. Ten. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Again, what we are doing is we are authorizing God to bring down the power from the kingdom of heaven to the earth realm, which we reside in at the moment, to be able to do what needs to be done. Remember, God gave the world to Adam. And through his mishap, he turned it over and gave it to Satan. So we have to allow God to come in. God gives us free will. God allows us to choose him or reject him. We have to make that choice. And we have to align what's going on here with what is in heaven. Eleven, give us our day, our daily bread. Now, two things here. Number one, we receive from God. God is our source. He is our source of everything. And two, now we have, we just talked about when we ask for things that we don't need to keep asking over and over again. We just need to be patient, wait upon the Lord, and allow him to work and allow it to happen. But yet there are some things, now that's faith, now there are some things that we need to deal with daily. Like for instance, we ask for safety. Okay, so we, we wake up in the morning and we ask God to watch over us, to keep us safe and to do all these things for that day, we ask for him to watch over us, our families, our property, all the things for that day. Well, it happens. It's done. It's completed. And, of course, I hope at the end of the day you're very thankful for that, thankful for what you've avoided and what you've overcome and all these things. But then the day starts over. So we need to ask again for that day. So we need to keep in thought about what the things are we asking for. Are we asking for a one-time thing that we need to be patient, to need to have faith and allow it to manifest? And are we asking for things that need to be renewed daily? We need to have subsidence. We need to have food every single day. So we need to ask God to provide for that. Thank God for that. We need shelter. We need provision. We need all these things on a daily basis. And we need to be asking. 
receiving, and thankful for these daily things, our daily bread. Twelve, and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Ooh. No matter what our relationship is, no matter who we are, how good we think we are, we are all sinners. And we need to address that. I know that is a tough one. None of us like to admit we're wrong. We don't like to admit that we've done bad things. You know, we need to ask for forgiveness on a daily basis of what we've done. This is another one of daily things. Okay. And we have to look back. Okay. Now, what could I have done differently? How many thoughts did I let get out that I didn't take a hold of? How many ill things did I, I think of? You know, what kind of language did I use? How did I treat the pers- people that I interacted with today? There is always something that we could have done better. Sin is going to manifest because we're sinners. It's what we do. So we need to take hold of that. We need to ask for forgiveness for that. And another thing we need to ask for is if we can't find it, for God to open our eyes and to show us. Show us where we're lacking. Show us where we can do better and to help us to accomplish these things. And then to forgive our debtors. And we're just not talking about financial things here. We're talking about the person that cuts you off in traffic, the person that bumped into you with a shopping cart, the person that had some ill words to say to you because they didn't like the attire you were wearing. Whatever the case may be, People are going to come against you. The bad boss, the strife with the spouse. There's something that's going to happen. And we don't need to go around harboring ill feelings for these people in these situations. We need to exercise forgiveness. And many times we need to ask God to help us to do these things because sometimes forgiveness can be very, very hard. And That's one of those things that we might have to ask for more than once because you might think you're good and then all of a sudden something bubbles back up and something bubbles back up. So sometimes we can't control everything that we want to get rid of and it takes several times of working with God to be able to overcome a situation. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, so we live in a sinful world. Temptation is around every corner. So we need strength. We need to pray that we can see what is of God What is of Satan? What is of the kingdom of heaven? What is of the world? And what is the the path we should be on and the path we should avoid? And that's where God comes in because he can enlighten us of these situations. But what we have to do is we have to rely on him. We have to ask him for it. We have to have him give us guidance and direction. Forgive men of their trespasses, or your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 
So many times in life we take and we think that we, we compare one sin to another. And we think that if we're not stealing or murdering or doing some kind of grand thing like that, that we're all okay. And everyone else that does anything worse than what we do is in a different category. Oftentimes, we make ourselves out to be the victims in every situation. We often think that we're sometimes special and God owes us a, a special treatment. What we forget is that we are all, each and every one of us, are all sons and daughters of God. God has a love for each and every one of us. I know sometimes it might think about it, it might be hard, but it's true. God loves each and every one of us. And our little sins are just as noticed and just as bad as what we deem to be a big sin. God sees them all the same. And you know what? God forgives them all the same. There's no such thing as being too bad to be forgiven. And there's no such thing as being too good to not need to be forgiven. We all need forgiveness. And for that to take place, we all have to forgive. So, how often should we pray to God? God tells us to pray without ceasing. We should be in constant contact with God. Either through asking or for thankfulness. How many times have you been out in traffic and it was just a, a near miss? That's the time for a, a thank you. And how many times do we have to make a decision and we need to consult the Lord? God's there for us to lead us and guide us. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. You know, we always see in, in, in church and we see in, on television that we always have this, this posture of prayer that I'll call it. You know, we have to have our eyes closed. We have to have our head bowed. You know, hands clamped together. And that's simply not the case. We can pray in our car while we're driving down the road. We can pray while laying in bed. We can pray in the living room floor. We can pray in the middle of the woods. We don't have to wait for the conditions to be right. We don't have to wait for a certain time of day. When it is on your heart, that's when you need to, to say the words. When it's on your mind, that's when you, you need to do it. I've heard people talk about, you know, when they, they were sitting in church and they felt that need that they need to be baptized, have salvation, they need to run up to the altar, that they had to just wait till the end of the service. Uh, no, you don't. When God tells you to move, move. 
we don't need to, to worry about what else is going on around us and what others think about us. We don't need to worry about people looking at us, what they think about us. It doesn't matter. Only what God says goes. That needs to be our driving force. And this is pretty much our, our individual prayers, but we have other times too. We have our, when we need to, to come together. And we talked about some during our, our troubleshooting phases that we need to come together with our spouses because that amplifies our prayer life. But it doesn't shortchange our individual. Our, our basis for our relationship with God starts with our individual prayer life. And then we add on to that. We don't take away from anything in our individual prayer life to add to it. We want to come together in agreement. So many times as a couple, we're going to be facing the same things. So there's a time where we need to come together in agreement to focus and have a united front and a united prayer when we come to God, to be in agreement. And then... When we are, are struggling, we are confessing things one to another, that's another way that we need to incorporate into our prayer life. So when we know these things, we're praying for the, the needs of the church, the needs of the individuals. You know, we need to put that out there. And it's not one of the, you know, sometimes there are going to be things that we're going to keep needing added into. We're constantly in a need of, of growth. We're in a need of healing. And then we have our individual things uh, that we're going to, to throw down and we're going to tell God about it. And then we're not going to keep going over and over again, but we're going to thank him that he's doing it, that it's happening. One of the best things we can do to get out of that begging habit. You know, when you have a habit, what you need to do is replace one thing with another. So if you find yourself being repetitive, if you find yourself asking for the same things over and over again, it's not one of these situations where it's a day renewal, that you're just kind of falling out of faith, you're getting that little bit of that panic feeling, and you feel like you need to remind God a little bit, well, here's a sneaky way to do it. Do it with praise. All right, so you've already asked God for whatever the situation is. You've done that, so now we got to wait. So we felt the need that we got to talk about it still. We're human. We're human. So we got to deal with our human needs. So what we do is we praise. Well, Lord, I know I've already asked you for this. I know you're working on it, and I want to thank you for that. I thank you that healing is on the way. I thank you that safety is on the way. I thank you that provision is on the way. I thank you that you hear my prayers, you've answered them, and you're working on it. I thank you. Praise. Nowhere in the word did God say he ever gets tired of hearing praise. He wants us to be appreciative. And don't let it stop when the miracle manifests, when it comes through. God, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for answering my prayers. And there's many times in life that we go through these dry spells where we're really not needing anything or not nothing truly major is happening, and uh, we kind of get, get snagged. It. Sometimes we even forget about even talking to God, but there's many times that we're forgetting what God is doing. God is in every step that we take. He's everywhere, 
and he's guiding us and leading us. There's so much stuff that's going on behind the scenes that we don't even see. We need to, to thank him for that as well. What should it sound like when we're talking to God? It should sound like we're talking right now. Talking to a friend. Talking to your father. The words aren't important, but the condition of the heart is. What are you trying to say? Just speak from the heart. And God's going to hear it, and he's going to use it, and he's going to, to make it happen as long as we are fulfilling everything that we have to do. We don't need nothing special, no special conditions, no special place. All we need is to just do it. Try incorporating more prayer into your life and see how much better it'll be. See how much more God will do for you, how much more peace you'll be in. That peace that only God can provide, talk to him about it. You know, when we often, we all go to the God for the, for the big things and the panic because we are, what about all the little things? We see God do amazing things. God does amazing things. We got a whole book here of God doing amazing things. We have individuals that's standing out in front of me right now that's hearing my voice that God has done amazing things in their life. We have people that can tell you stories of how God has worked in their life. Amazing things. That's the big stuff. And we only try to seek him when there's the big stuff. What about all the little stuff? Having God continually help you through each and everything. He doesn't mind. There's not a limit. He wants to be our source. That was his plan all along. And we, as in man, messed it up. And so he comes back and provides another way for us to seek him. And yet we don't do it. We have not because we ask not. You'll start to see it. God wants our lives to be enriched. And he wants us to overflow. And it can be with the little things. I used to expect when I went into a grocery store and I went to check out that there would be a short line open up. And it happened. Now I just use Instacart. But, but you have to expect these things. You have to have faith that God is going to do it. You have to allow him. And we just don't do that anymore. We just seek him when it's nothing else to do. But God is there for each and everything. Get your troubleshooting right. Get your conditions right. Try it out. Tell me I'm wrong. 